Listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. You know, it's amazing when you come into this damn station studio. You don't forget, you forget to put your headphones on because you're having a deep-ass conversation. Good morning, Holly Holliman. Good morning, Don Miller. Man, this is going to be an interesting, uh, teachable Thursday. We were having the show before the show. Yeah, we should never do that. We had the show before the show. Um, I know, man. You had me going down a rabbit hole. Then all of a sudden, we just popped on here. And and, 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 yeah, we're sitting in here talking. Let let me just say this, right? Um, 321-339-1055. I want you to holler at us today. I need to hear somebody say something today. Also, drop us an open mic at the App Store or head over to the website, floridamanradio.com, where you can drop us an open mic. i got to have a conversation. I want to answer. People ask me questions all the time when I'm out and about, and I'm out and about a lot. Uh, the selling of Don Miller is a is an actual product, mm-hmm. right? I'm out and about, okay? And when Holly was here, we was out and about every day, hitting yeah, spots, meeting people, day. talking to people. Gonzo, right? Yep. Gonzo Thursday right now. Couldn't get away from you. Every day, right? No, <laughs> yeah. but you go. You go. Yeah, yeah. You're selling. You're, you're selling. Exactly. Out. People don't understand. You got to be out in front of people. So in my time out in front of people, I've had a couple of questions been asked, and I want to address both of them. Um, one of the questions that, that, that's been asked of me a lot is, why do the Clinton, why do Haitian people uh, have such disdain for the Clinton family? Mm. That's one of the questions. People okay. are like Don, you know, why do Haitians? And I've 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 spoken more than a time or two here on this this network on on many stations I've been on for years that uh, there is a disparity when it comes. If you look at how Haitians are deported at a greater rate than anybody, they, you, uh, Haitians get caught over here, they go back immediately. And they're going back to an actual war-torn environment, mm-hmm. yet we're still sending them back, right? When you have a president of the United States talked about the challenge in Haiti and how difficult Haiti is right now, everybody knows Haiti is under siege. Just the other day, uh, the first lady of the assassinated president was arrested and indicted two mm-hmm. days ago, okay, because mm-hmm. she set her husband up. Haiti is corrupt. It's dangerous. But there are human lives there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So somebody flees, escapes Haiti, and then we send them back to mm-hmm. that. While these people coming over the southern border, 90% of them ain't fleeing Haiti. They ain't fleeing that. Yeah. Haiti is a dangerous place, the most dangerous place in this region of the world where we located, right? It's a dangerous place. People are dying every day. They're starving every day. So when people ask me, Don Miller, man, damn, dude. Why do Haitians have disdain for the Clintons? Well, let me just tell y'all a story, right? Hillary Clinton's brother, she's got a brother. she got a brother like many of us, right? We passed away a couple of years ago. Tony Rodham. She, he was just like everybody else's brother, okay? He didn't do nothing with his life. <laughs> no, for real, right? Never heard of him. Dropped out of college at Iowa Westland and couldn't finish at Arkansas, uh, worked on the campaign, sold insurance in Chicago, was a repo man in Chicago, was a prison guard. Of course, the Clintons are from Chicago. He was a bum, moved to Florida in 83, shared a condo with his grown-ass brother, and was a process server. <laughs> and he worked for the DNC, started out in Clinton's first congressional campaign in 72, right? Tony Rodham, Hillary's brother, right? 
the Clintons Foundation starts this gigantic entity. Just remember that name, Tony Rodham. Y'all can okay. go Google it, okay? Haiti finds, comes to devastation in 10, right? The Clinton Foundation decides that they're going to be the pipeline mm-hmm. for NGO, non-governmental organizations, to go into Haiti and rebuild Haiti. Billions of dollars are poured into this organization. They're controlling oftentimes the government money going into Haiti as well, right? So Hillary's brother, the security guard and the repo man, somehow finds out, gets with a patient company called VCS Mining, and they find gold in Haiti, right? Hmm. Hillary's brother, the security guard, repo man, goes on the board of directors of VCS Mining, as they did for gold in Haiti. VC- Quite a promotion. <laughs> you follow me? Yeah. They ravaged that country, guys. This dude had no business. The guy, Angelo Viard, who owns VCS Mining, young black lobbyist, no, young Haitian lobbyist, mm. who took these people to this country. I, the, the point I make is this. There's a reason why. So yeah. when Haitians come over here, and are engaged in the process and given the liberties, they're oftentimes absolutely going to vote anything but Democrat. Mm. Hmm? Is that why they deport Haitians <laughs> right away? Hmm? Go look. They're not considered refugees. So that, so that I want it, bam. I want everybody to understand when I talk about, when you ask me the question, why do the Haitian people have disdain for the name Clinton? Because Hillary Clinton's brother, security guard, repo man, became a member of the board of directors of a gold mining company that set up shop in Haiti, Cap Haitian. I feel like this is a common theme with Democrats. This is basically like Hunter Biden. Again, nobody's paying attention, guys. This is, listen to me, please. Hillary Clinton's brother was a repo man and an insurance salesman, door to door. They call those financial planners now. (laughs) Good, good, good. That's beautiful. (laughs) But but the point is, he becomes a board member of a company digging for gold in Haiti, guys. That's not cool. Yeah. The point is, right? So that's why those people over there don't want nothing to do with him. Now, I got another question. People ask me, Don Miller, y'all can continue this conversation on any of these points before we go into the show. Don Miller, why do you have the ultimate highest level to the moon and back disdain for Al Sharpton. <laughs> and I say to myself, that's an easy one. <laughs> he's a con man. He's a liar. He's done nothing for the people but take. He sold every community he's engaged in out. Okay? I want you to listen to this clip real quick because Gonzo was just stymied in the studio before the show. Just stymied. The look on this young man's <laughs> face was like, wow. Play that clip. All these years, the Reverend Al Sharpton admits he was an FBI informant. Yes, he says that he was the cat that got the rats, but others say that Sharpton's secret life was not by choice. CBS2 political reporter Marsha Kramer has the story. Michelle Obama probably never knew that one of the guests at her recent White House 50th birthday party was an FBI mafia informant who helped bring down members of the Genovese crime family. Reverend Al Sharpton, now a confidant of both the First Lady and the President and of Mayor Bill de Blasio, has his own unique take on his days as the government's confidential informant number seven. In my own mind, I was not an informant. I was cooperating with investigations. 
The revelation threatened to embarrass Sharpton as he kicks off his National Action Network convention this week with de Blasio and President Obama, the headliners. But de Blasio, who calls Sharpton family, is sticking by his buddy. Doesn't change the relationship one bit. I'm very proud to be his friend. Um, I think he has done Thank a lot you, man. Of Pause that. Don't get rid of it. Holly. Holly, let me ask you a question. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing, man? This is my point, right? And there's more to that. But in that, the rest of the clip, it talks about how the F, mm. F, Al Sharpton was selling dope and they, they hit him on a dope head and there's something in it. The fact of the matter is, guys, that this is why I don't trust these people. But that's bad that that dude's a snitch. That's bad. Yeah. If, depending on who you're looking at. I, you know, I don't know. My question to Holly would be, how is he still here and he testified against the Genevieve's crime family? <laughs> how is Al Sharpton still here and he testified? Huh? I don't, I don't understand his. I don't, I don't understand him existing as it is. I don't. He's, he's not done anything he's to help anybody. Protection. You know, he's just, he's just a guy. He, oh my gosh, but, I, I don't get him. I don't get him at all. But again, it's funny. So I just wanted to get to these. Um, I really want to answer that because people are like Don, what did he do to you? Uh, and I'm like, it ain't about what he did to me. It's about who can you trust. Yeah. Now, let me just say this, guys. I get it. Uh, stitches, snitches get stitches. Let's just put that on pause for a minute. Mm -hmm. In our community, black folk, we wouldn't trust him if his name didn't have reverend in front of him. Mm -hmm. Holly, if he was just Al, he'd be like, man, hear that Negro come. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? <laughs> huh? Yeah. If hear that yeah. Negro, man, that yeah. Negro told him, keep, keep skeeting him. But he a you know? reverend. But he a re Right. Yeah, he he would have been like the 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 guy who used to do the the Ali fights and the, what was his name the who, the, the, the promoter the Cosell, promoter oh, no, uh, Don King right oh Don, Don King, King. Okay. sorry yes. sorry sorry yep. he was he was more like Don King where you just like knew you were gonna get what you were gonna get out of him and uh, I I just think he's the same way but I but mean, again uh, no but you know he he was James Brown's roadie. When James Brown was on tour, James Brown gave him his perm. My point is this: uh, how he shouldn't even be. Brown gave him his perm. <laughs> no, no, he told us that. Go look it up. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> go look that up. James Brown gave Al Sharpton his perm, and so oh, the point because he was just roadie, he probably was testing it. You know how them rockers treated them oh, nobodies. Gosh. He probably let me test this on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> before I put it in mind, because you know JB had perms. So the point uh, I make is this, guys. This is why I have a disdain for a guy you can't trust. You can't trust. You can't. If he was in your family and didn't have a reverend, no black person would trust this dude. None. Not anyway. He's that dude that you come around, Holly, you'd be just checking for your wallet every 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, too, like, oh, wow. At that level. Oh, yeah. We can't have people at that level that we can't trust, which unfortunately it's like all over the but place. But who created his level? Right. Like, why is uh, yeah, he so valuable? I tell you. Right. You know? Watch yeah. this. So why would Obama and Michelle, Harvard-educated lawyers, constitutional scholars, right? Why would they embrace Al Sharpton? Why would he be a close confidant of those people? He does not come from their environment, mm -hmm. okay? He is definitely not of their ilk, even to them, <laughs> yeah. if they don't need him, right? Right. Why did they embrace him, Holly? I, 
I have no idea. Uh, he has he has a position there that does something. I don't know exactly what it is, but he has a position that requires you to 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 deal with him for some reason. <laughs> I don't. I don't. He's the original really influencer, don't. if you think. About it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he does what he does, and uh, uh, has he he has not won any. It's just like the what's the new guy named that talked like this right here, you know. The new the new method the the, the, the lawyer the the lawyer the talk ben like yeah okay sounds like the they boxer got from Harlem Knights he yeah the that that is how he talked to people but I don't I don't understand I don't understand why he have to be somebody that we feel like we got to listen to <laughs> but he's a loser he's a loser he's lose everything he done done. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't understand. Hey guys, understand. guys, get out there, y'all, man. I'm just. I, I don't understand, bro. This is where we're going with oh, this, man, and uh, it, I, he has not won anything. I mean, <laughs> what, what, why is he the leader? But so yeah, I, that that is why Holly, get this guy away from me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's he's a con, right? And he he lived after snitching on the Genovese crime family, which I don't think nobody else has snitched on the Genovese crime family and still goes to microphones. <laughs> you follow me? <laughs> right? Nobody. Right. So however that happened or whatever that was about, because they killed Negroes too, guys. I want everybody to understand that so, those people killed Negroes too. Yeah. If you rolled up on them wrong, they were going to kill you. If you didn't participate or engage in what they were doing, they were going to kill you. This whole thing ain't new. He had to have had like extra protection from within the FBI. Somebody did something. some for him. Yeah. Because this dude told on them. But anyway, that's why I don't, I don't trust him. I don't want, I, I have no respect for him. I don't know why he exists. Thank you so much, everybody. Welcome to the Don Miller Show. You can tag <laughs> on either one of those conversations. Uh, I just wanted to get that out of the gate because people ask me that question. So that's why Haitians have disdain uh, for the cleansing. I have disdain. For the POS who says he's a reverend. Um, okay, so Holly, um, I want to hit this conversation. Uh, Remington Gun Factory, mm. two hundred years in a small town in New York, is closing its doors, largely in part of the legislative action uh, going against gun manufacturers. Listen to this clip real quick anti-gun agenda robbing a small blue-collar town of its soul. That's how our next guest describes the closure of Ilion, New York's Remington Gun Factory after more than two centuries in business, taking roughly 300 jobs with it as it relocates to Georgia. Republican state lawmakers are blaming the move on the state's 2021 gun industry liability law which allows gun makers to be sued if they uh, knowingly or recklessly create or maintain or contribute to violence. Okay, stop. Let's bring in okay, the so mayor. Just stop. Listen to this. So they're closing this plant down. Been there 200 years. Because people believe that you should be able to sue the manufacturer of the gun. And, it, and, and they're losing jobs. And it's, Really? Mm-hmm. You know, let's take this phone call real quick. Hey, you're on the Don Miller Show. What's your name? Where are you joining us from? Hey, good morning. My name is Ron, calling from uh, Longwood. Hey, Ron in Longwood. 
Yeah, your, your little conversation about uh, Reverend Al Sharpton um, peaked a memory for me. I worked for a large um, telephone place and got in a conversation with some people about people becoming minister, reverend, whatever. Well, I Googled it, and he, Sharpton doesn't have a degree from any seminary, any college, <laughs> to, for a, to be a reverend. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, man. Yeah. What's your ethnicity? Let's say I'm a Caucasian. Okay, watch this. You need some black friends, because if you had some black friends, they would tell you half of these Negroes saying they preachers ain't got no certification. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, Reverend Run from Run DMC, okay? He didn't go to theology school either. Hey, half of these people over here ain't graduate, Mr. Sir. They just know Jesus personally as their Savior, okay? And that's the difference. If you claim Jesus over here with us as your Savior and you get the right outfit— then you're a preacher, you're a pastor, you're a reverend, okay? Yeah. I, yeah over there where you true. at, over there where you at, y'all got to go read some books, man. Okay? <laughs> I really understand. But thank you so much, man. You're absolutely right. This guy has no credibility. Thank you so much. He has no credibility. Uh, Holly, what he, he said, wow. he ain't got no education pretty much. Yeah, but, but I mean, but that goes without saying. You, I mean, that's, that's, that's been part of our history for forever. <laughs> That if you just say you reverend and you've been going to church, <laughs> yeah, for then real. you are reverend. You are you are reverend. That's, that's what it is. I was going to say, let's yeah, not even yeah. get in the dock, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, Mr. Uh, sir, thank you so much for the comment. Uh, we know that this gentleman uh, is not qualified to engage in a lot of conversations, right? <laughs> but... All you got to do is know Jesus to engage in Jesus' conversation. And wear a fancy suit. Uh, all you got to do is you can just stand up. You know, everybody who found Jesus in a difficult situation, <laughs> see, them people that found Jesus in a difficult situation, I always question them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, you uh, always got, that's when you go looking for them. Right. Right. I need Jesus. I need Jesus uh, in my life right now. You know what? I, I, you know, I, the people who find Jesus when they really up against it, when Jesus is right there for you, even if your day is good, See, Jesus is right there for you if you're having a good day, too. Yeah. But you just wait till the midnight hour when yeah. you realize you done lost your job, when your electricity yeah. is going to be turned off by 2 o'clock on Friday. I need these. When you are hiding your car. You not said a prayer in, in two In your years. friend's garage, but you hadn't said a prayer in two years, right? Mm. What do you so do that in that moment. moment? What do you do, Holly? Tell them what they mm. do, Holly. You call the Lord. You call on him. <laughs> That's what you have to do. That, Thank that's, you so much, that's, man. That's an automatic thing, no so, doubt. Yes. <laughs> sir, so, yes, sir, uh, in our community, uh, there are oftentimes people speaking on behalf of Jesus Christ who have not in any way followed the Scripture, quite frankly, uh, because in the Scripture, uh, it talks about you uh, becoming more knowledgeable in the Word when you engage and you accept the Word, especially at that level. Mm -hmm. uh, you should seek knowledge, okay? You should... You know, turn from your wicked ways. And, you know, so the fact is, over here it's a little different, but I appreciate the call. <laughs> well, I mean, it's another thing, too, is I've never seen this reverend give a sermon, at least me personally. Oh, I, it, you know how easy it is to give a sermon? <laughs> yeah, well, he gave a speech. That's what I'm saying, he gave more he of a speech. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, a, he's, he's more of a political guy. Yeah, I, but, you know? yeah, yeah kind of like Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen don't know nothing about Jesus. Well, Joe Lostin got the people. At least it looks like a sermon. Turn to your neighbor and tell them that they're amazing. And just say, 
He oh, knows. God. <laughs> that Joel oh, Osteen, wow. man. So Joel Osteen, I love it because Joel Osteen ain't offended nobody. Ain't nobody done slept with their neighbor's wife the night before and come to Joel Osteen. <laughs> and he's not an <laughs> FBI informant, right? Hey, we don't know. Uh, yeah, but Holly, yeah. Joel Osteen, you go to Joel yeah. Osteen, you could have just had sex with your neighbor's wife yesterday. You go in there. You ain't gonna even you ain't gonna even feel no guilt because he's not gonna touch on that. <laughs> he's not, he's not yeah, gonna he touch on. He keep it nice and easy and clean. And huh? and at one time for me he was perfect for me. Mm-hmm. At one time I'm like, boy, this, but I but I done been through all of them. I done been through. He was perfect. Flow. Why was he perfect for you? Well, at the time because he did he did it just enough. You know, <laughs> he, he he made me feel like everything was easy going and. I could step away and say I was sorry after I did stuff. And so that was good at that time. And then at one time I needed TD Jakes. You know, I needed to feel the, the pain and the power and the glory that he brought to me. And I needed all of those things. But now I don't need that. I don't need that. Have you ever been right. swallowed? Oh, yeah. Have you gone through a time of swallowing? So, yeah. Yeah, so I hear what you yeah. say, Holly. You know, yeah, so you, you know, need different time things in different spaces. Yeah. 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 Because at you one time it. I was a, uh, uh, what's the lady's name? Oh, God. Juanita well, Bynum? Not, no, no, no. Joyce not Meyer. Joyce Meyer. Joyce Meyer. Oh, Joyce okay. Meyer was, was, my, was my girl for a while. And then after a while, she kind of faded out and I needed somebody else. So, you know, it's just a matter of what you need. That's why it's usually just better to speak directly with the big guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, 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 He'll hear you. That, the thing is that you have to know how to talk to him because mm-hmm. some days you can talk to him and you go, I don't even think he heard me today. <laughs> but then there's days you can talk to him and you feel like he he he, he talking back. Hey, know? Holly, Holly, we up against the clock. We're going to come right back. I'm going to pause what Holly said. Some days he sounds like he's talking back. When we come back, we'll continue from that point on the Don Miller Show, Florida Man Radio. We'll be right back. T.D. Jakes is a bitch. And the world are dreaming of a better life filled with dance, art, music, and knowledge. They dream of a brighter future with enough nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn and grow, to get an education, escape poverty, and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, such dreams are coming true. Together, we give children a chance to set their sights high and succeed in school and in life by ensuring that they have access to health care, education, life skills, and so much more so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Together, we can help end poverty for good. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Warm summer's evening on a train bound for nowhere. Met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. So we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness, the boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I Thank you so much. Welcome back to the Don Miller Show. <laughs> that's, that's Kenny Rogers. This was one of my favorite songs, Holly. Yeah, I remember Kenny Rogers. Yeah. That's country music. That's not, uh, you know, the beer can and the truck and the... <laughs> But Girl, this is, yeah. that's real country music. Thank you so much, everybody. Welcome back to the Don Mill Show. Gonzo Thursday's right here. Holly Holloman! 
Hey, what's going on? God, hey, where, where's where's uh where's our guy? LP uh, had to go and, and get some good information today. He's going to be hollering at me. Okay. He's an informant. Okay. He might be. LP's an informant. Oh, wow. He was an informant for the National Lotion Association. <laughs> oh, wow. In L.A. So he has more respect than Al Sharpton does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Y'all get, no, get off my boy, man. The National uh, Lotion Association representative. Oh, wow. LP. Oh, uh, wow. He's running a shipment for uh, Basis Cigars. Uh, he told me to tell you guys, go to uh, Basis Cigars. <laughs> dot com and check out uh, uh, yeah. the great selection of cigars they but got. But don't have lotion there. on your hand. No, hey, no uh, not with lotion. Uh, Holly, so you were just talking about, we are talking about Al Sharpton uh, being a con, of course, and uh, you were just saying to the gentleman who called us from Longwood uh, that in our community, oftentimes, uh, you can be a Men, a reverend without any certification. You don't need reverend. Yeah, yeah. You could just be, just, just put it in front of your name and that's what they call you by. They don't check your resume. They, you know, kind of just let you do what you do. And then until you, until you blow it, and then when you blow it, they tell it too. They, they, will, they <laughs> will, no they will put it anyway. <laughs> yeah, they'll put it out there quick, you know. And and the thing is that you could. The thing about us is that we always give you another chance. You know, you could come back later. Be like, well, the Lord had had was moving in, and then he moved out, mm-hmm. and and now he's back. So we'll give you another. <laughs> We'll give you another chance. It'd be a little tougher, but we'll give you another chance. You know, it's interesting because uh, it. I talked about this before on another station, and I decided to uh, become a minister. And oh. I paid, signed up for a six-month uh, class, uh, mm-hmm. profit. I became a profit, $99, right? You go to this class once a week for six months on the Internet, and you become a prophet. So actually, I am Prophet Don Miller. I mean, I at least you went to class. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go yeah. to prophet.com, I'm telling you, and get your wow. prophet certification for nine. It might be more now. So I, can I, you prophesy to us today mm-hmm. what's going to come in the next few days? Tomorrow oh. is coming. <laughs> wow. Really? Wow. Oh, it's coming. All that good answer. Good coming. answer. I learned that at the School of Prophets. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep your answers basic as hell. Okay. Oh, wow. I could be actually referred to uh, as Prophet Don Miller, $99. I, I think I, you should start going by that, and then maybe it'll give you some more credibility and more name recognition mm-hmm. and therefore blow up the show, you know? Oh. Maybe national mm-hmm. TV. Yeah, yeah. That the Prophets mm-hmm. on TV. Huh? So they made a yeah. prophet so you could become a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> Not much wow. Oh man, but yeah, ninety nine dollars. Yeah, Holly just, how many Holly just found it. Ninety nine dollars profit. You can be a profit, and and so again, this is how easy it is because we don't check credentials oftentimes in the black community. Uh, we don't vet at a, the, the levels we should be vetting at. We actually don't. The level of exposure that people have to our mindsets have not been vetted out oftentimes. So. Um, um, that's why I have the disdain that I do for Al Sharpton. But even more importantly, I want everybody to listen to this. One of the greatest voices in the history of singing music in this country, in the world, is Whitney Houston. I don't care who you are, where you came from, or, or what genre you enjoy, mm-hmm. you enjoyed Whitney Houston. She was a singer, yeah. right? Well, everyone yes. knows that one song. But everyone again, knows that every, song. Yes, yes. No matter who you are. But Whitney Houston was amazing, right? Yeah. Let's just be clear. She's, in the history of her career, 
She's been boycotted one time. She was boycotted by Al Sharpton. What? Yeah. And what? <laughs> no, no, what? Stedman, read, read the. Do you, have it, you have it in front of you? I do. Well, read what it says on these pamphlets that were passed out by Al Sharpton. Says the Reverend Al Sharpton. This is back in his good perm days, by the way. Reverend Al Sharpton and the National Youth Movement say boycott Whitney Whitey Houston. They boycott Al Sharpton. Boycotted Whitney Houston. And there are several articles, you can go read this, because they say she wasn't black enough. Mm, and that she, like was, singing, she was singing to white people. And she wasn't mm. singing to black people. So mm. Al Sharpton, the con man, uh, decided <laughs> to boycott this beautiful singer. Hmm. You follow me? Yeah. And, and it's wow. amazing how people forget who people really are by just claiming a title. Or being up under the, somebody else. You follow me? Yeah. Uh, I'm getting right up under. Nobody knew who Joe Biden was outside of people who followed the justice system. Okay? <laughs> Maybe. I knew who he was. Yeah. Okay? Most people until he got up under Obama. Then he became an eye force, right? No one really knew him until he became vice president. That's it. When yeah. he got up under Obama. Nobody knew who, who, who Kamala Harris was. No, right? Because really. she got up under somebody. The fact is, Literally. Al Sharpton has remained huh. relevant. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Al Sharpton has remained relevant because he keeps getting up under people. And if we look at somebody where if he messed with him, he must be all right. Mm. <laughs> Holly, you ever seen yeah. to hear somebody say that? Yeah, yeah way too many with, times. Yeah, if he messed with him, he must be all right. He's all right to him. Mm -hmm. so, okay? so he's basically riding the success of other people by being a hater. Listen, uh, look, you listen to the prophet Don Miller, our power. We're going to check out some open mics. Amen. What's up, Don Miller Show? You know, another group of immigrants that they uh, stop and turn around in their tracks? Cubans which happened to be some of the nicest people in the world, some of the nicest people you ever meet. But they aren't voting Democrat neither. So does that have something to do with why they get turned around? Probably. It's pretty devastating. It's disgusting. Racist Reverend Al Sharpton. If any of you do remember, he was the advisor for a Tawana Brawley up in New York <laughs> that she claimed some white men kidnapped her and put her in a bag full of crap. Come to find out, she lied. And he blamed every white person from politicians to the mob. Hey, what's up, Don Miller? Holly Holloman, Stedman, LP, Sparky 352. Uh, Kitty Cat and Longwood, uh, if you remember the conversation Don had about a month ago, uh, the Reverend Al Sharpton got his uh, reverend degree at Oral Roberts University. Uh, they was passing them out for free. They won't be doing that. Um, wow. Learn, baby. B -D -B -D. Oh, wow. I believe it's wrong to be able to sue the gun manufacturer for a crime. The only way you should be able to sue a gun manufacturer is if a weapon somehow misfires or something else goes wrong it blows up in your face something like that okay oh yeah i feel like we dropped so, that so, so, yeah, huh i feel like we dropped that convo no no it, you know open mic go for it uh let me just say something al sharpton since we're talking about this con artist right back in 2006 there was a criminal case at duke university uh three young white students Okay, 
David Evans, Colin, uh, and a guy, Kid Reed, that were accused of raping. This is 06. I want y'all to listen attentively. I did this show back then of raping a lady by the name of Crystal Mangum, right? Who was a stripper. So frat boys bring stripper to the house. Boom. Stripper realizes these are rich frat boys. And stripper goes back and says she was raped by the three frat boys. Al Sharpton immediately becomes a part of this conversation. No due diligence, nothing, yada, yada. Three white boys rapes black stripper, Crystal Mangum. Okay, Holly, you remember this case? Yes, I do. Uh, and they say she was a student in college, but she actually, when they realized what happened to Crystal Mangum, well, we're going to have this conversation. So, so three white frat boys rape her in the frat house. And when I heard that story, Holly, as a guy who had white frat boy friends, white frat boys ain't finna rape no black stripper. And let her go home. Okay. <laughs> now let me just say this. And I said this on the radio. I say this is a lie. And then I, I, I'm saying this is a lie. They didn't rape her. There's no way. Because let me explain something. White frat boys get drunk. They even, they drunk, right? And they're frightened of black people at that moment, especially <laughs> rich ones, right? And know that she, wow. know that she gonna go get, listen what she's gonna do. She's gonna go and get her brother now. <laughs> Holly, mm. Mm. huh? Yeah, exactly. Coming back to the house, and they don't fight; they blow it up and shoot it up, right? So when I heard this, I was like, "Man, these white boys must have been on something else." <laughs> Angel does. And then I start to hear the story, and I realized, I'm like, and, and I call people that I knew up there, right? And I realized. Man, it's so bogus. Then you got Al Sharpton immediately says, no young black woman should be forced to dance naked in front of men. We should give her a scholarship. I think that was her choice. <laughs> we should give her a scholarship. And I'm saying to myself, mm. you know how many strippers choose to dance naked in front of men? All of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, every last right. one. So, so anyway, so we come to find out, guys, um... It was a bogus story. It was blatantly bogus. Uh, it was absolutely bogus, right? And Al Sharpton pushed this until he couldn't push it anymore, Holly. Even when finally they had to admit it didn't happen, right? My point is, how many, how many losses can this dude take? You know what I mean? Going back to Tawana Brawley, Holly. Remember that case? I think. Well, the, the thing is not. that that's huh? Yeah, that that's that's what he stays in place though. He stays in place because he's a loser and he's he's a he's a spokesperson as a loser. Yeah. And that's 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 scary, but it's what it is for him. I mean, as long as the money's coming in, like he don't care. He's still going to do but, it. But 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 in, in 2007, when Attorney General uh, Cooper and in North Carolina, released the three guys, right? He said, it, he said, these guys are absolutely innocent. Like, yeah. there was never a story here. There was never a rape. There was never a story. And me, black guy, living in Orlando, talking on the radio, said, that's not real. Because unless you understand, those guys were committing suicide by raping her and sending her home. Right. Yes or no, Holly? <laughs> yeah, that, huh? that that was odd from the whole beginning. I yeah, mean, man. 
And he, I mean, God. And Al Sharpton, look, I'm not downplaying rape. You, and I ain't got to go through all this. I'm not going to be one of those talk yeah, show yeah, hosts. Yeah, yeah. I'm not downplaying rape. I'm downplaying ridiculousness, okay? This dude, Al Sharpton, made this a national racial conflict. Right, which is what he does. And it's just, I'm, I'm over him. Go away, sir. Because now, those young men are lives, even though they got more money than most of us, right? Uh, their lives are still messed up. Yeah. Because they have this stigma that they raped this black woman. Once it's out there, like, there's nothing you can do about it. You I'm know? Be proven but now, all but now, that, but. so, so, I'm going to respond. Somebody just said, where is Crystal Magnum now? Uh... I don't know. I think she's still in jail. No, for real. Uh, she went to jail uh, in 13 of second-degree murder after she stabbed her boyfriend who died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think she, I know she was sentenced to uh, 18 years, so she's probably still in jail. Hmm. I just want y'all to know that. Okay? Huh, interesting. Now, I'm just saying, listen. Well. Huh? She's throwing it out there. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. The fact of the matter is, I'm not saying this is a bad person, okay? But. Oh, you mean the woman that stabbed somebody to death? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I'm sorry, come stand so Holly. Come okay. Yeah, okay. well, I mean, okay. Oh, okay. Gosh. Okay. okay, so anyway, she tried to fix her life, man. She joined the Navy. They stayed in the Navy for a couple of years. You know, they discharged her from the Navy because she got pregnant and tried to figure her life out. And then now she's in jail. Hmm. I don't know if that's karma. Would that be considered karma? Could be. Hey, hey. God, maybe. Maybe she's just not a good person. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give us a call. 321-339-1055. Maybe she's not, man. You know, I'm just yeah. saying, man. Al Sharpton. You tried. <laughs> Al Sharpton jumped in that and stirred the pot. Tawana Brawley, you know, said some white guys raped her. Multiple white guys and... That story sounded hard to believe at that time, uh, but um, then you had to listen to the whole story. It's like, the, you ever heard a story so sensational that you know it's sensational? <laughs> repeat that. <laughs> you ever heard a story so sensational that you're like, damn, that's sensational. It's called the tall tale, Don. <laughs> tall tale, that's what the white people call it, right? <laughs> yes. So, uh I just have no respect for him. So thank you, everybody. Mm -hmm. If you want to know why I have this disdain for this dude, he's a horrible individual. And I don't even want to talk about the up-close and personal contacts that I had with this guy. But I can tell you uh, the last people he cares about is poor and downtrodden. He's trying to get his pockets what? right. He's definitely working on getting his pockets <laughs> <What>? <laughs> So, hey, uh, Holly. I'm going to oh, Holly, man, Nike, man. Uh, Nike is getting ready to... Lay off 1,600 people over at the plant. Wow. Um, I don't know, man. Listen, uh, let me tell y'all something. If, if 1,600 Nike employees get laid off, there's going to be some shoes for sale on the street, you guys. I'm telling you right now. Oh, yeah. Because they take oh, something. Yeah. The people that took something with them, man, they done hit. You, oh, um, I got to go? <laughs> you find me? Give <laughs> me some great deals. Oh, you're going to see some really special deals. Let me, let's listen to this clip real quick. Nike is laying off 2% of its workforce. That is more than 1,600 people. The company made the announcement in an email to workers last night. They say the layoffs will not impact store employees. Nike indicated layoffs could be coming back in December. That's when the company outlined a $2 billion saving plan over the next three years. Okay, so Nike trying to save $2 billion, and they get rid of 1,600 people. You think that's going to affect 
I'm telling you, this going to be some theft. <laughs> wow. You think Nike just laying off the, the 1,600 thieves? <laughs> uh, you, you know, in Memphis, you, you see how many times they hit the Nike plant in Memphis? Yeah. Uh, you know? And it's, you yeah, know they it just is. and they just walk in there and get what they want to get out of there. Just... Holly, you know it is on Winchester. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And and these in the hood, right? The Nike plans off Winchester. There's a main street goes all the way through that dirty ass city. Oh, uh, just one main street go from the poor folk to the rich folk. Winchester. Nike is on the rich side of Winchester, right? Man, them black people drive down that street, get what they want, leave Holly, <laughs> go right back to the go right back to the. There was a guy back, oh. guy backed up a truck mm-hmm. to the Nike dock. You ever see that video, Holly? The to the Nike to the plant. What to, to the factory in Memphis? No, I haven't seen that. Pull that video up, LP. Okay, backs up a U-Haul, and six, five or six guys in the daytime while they're working, and just five or six guys just rushing there and load up the U-Haul and get out of there before the cops come. And while people working, just take what they want. Wow. But again, that, that's Memphis. You know? Wow! So Nike's probably gonna get rid of them sixteen hundred thieves who've been telling people what ta- what's a good time to rush them. <laughs> it, it's just like who cares? Yeah. You know, Nike's overpriced. They've been getting yeah. people for a long ass time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they done got me. Just get them Trump Yeezys now. You know? Right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting ready to get me them Trump Yeezys. Okay. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm getting ready. I, if I, I can't get Nikes. Give me some gold trumps. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man. So um, yeah, Nike's laying off people, and it's just interesting. These people that are these companies are making gigantic money. Yeah. Will lay off sixteen hundred employees just because they want to save two billion dollars. Yeah. So you here you are getting rid of people. People are losing their jobs. What? What? Two billion dollars? What does Nike do a year? First of all, that as as many Nike tennis shoes that there are, for they're way overpriced. Yeah, they're terrible. I mean, they're and they're and they're they're buying. You're buying extra shoes. I mean, you look at people's closet. They have like ten pair of Nike of of tennis shoes in there that they don't wear, but every now and then. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. You know, it's just a waste. It's it's a waste, man. It's a waste. So, they, so they're getting rid of 1,600 people. Go ahead into the microphone, sir. All right. So also, I just got to add that um, since December 1st, 2023, Nike has dropped, um, I believe, uh, 2,000 points. And they they have continued to f- continually fall. Okay, so their then. stock is what you're their saying. Their stock has been okay. falling since right. two thousand. Yeah. Okay, well they got enough shoes laying around. Where, <laughs> I mean, they'll be able to sell shoes for the next ten twenty years and not not have to go make anymore. You know what's funny? Uh, for a company of this magnitude, just from a presence standpoint, yeah, you could walk that. Look, somebody was telling me. I never forget. I heard this. Somebody say this the other day, talking about who's the greatest, Jordan or LeBron, right? <laughs> Jordan or LeBron, and I and they're like, man, who's the goat? Who's you know, whoever. Okay, I I believe Jordan's the greatest of all time. That's yeah. just my personal opinion. Right? Not LeBron. Okay. When was the last time you saw somebody walking down the street and some LeBrons? <laughs> wow. Huh? When was the last time you saw somebody walking down the street with a nice shot shirt on and some LeBrons? 
And who cares? <laughs> Nobody cares if they're not Jordans or if they're not Nike. I mean, Jordan. No, no one cares. Man, I'm so yeah, Jordan, Jordans are the shoe. That is yeah. that is the shoe. Give me the guy and who it, doesn't lose championships. No, but, but again, I'm, I'm just saying. But but again, LeBron's overrated. Come, I, first yes, of all, let's just go back to the shoe. I wouldn't know how a pair of LeBron's look. Me either. <laughs> That's it, the point. It, true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what's the difference in those and and other shoes? I K- mean, and Kmart. Hey, listen. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, oh wow, you're on, the Dom, you're on the Don Mill show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Don KP Panhandle. Hey, appreciate all that you guys do in your show. And uh, I was just listening to this, and I just I just reflected on it because my buddy, his uh, his son, they would go and they would buy these shoes, and they'd sell them online. And they make a ridiculous profit, you yep. know, and I, I just had to laugh. And I go, I said to myself, really, this is the, the tenor of our society when we promote this kind of stuff. And people just go eight, eight, over. I mean, it's just nuts. And I don't see any Neil Armstrong sneakers out there. I don't see any, you know, whatever, whoever, you know, and, and these guys are already making billions of dollars let alone what Nike does. And you're absolutely right. They're just companies ridiculous, and they're so top-heavy. I used to live in Oregon, and uh, we did some work out there at uh, Nike headquarters at corporate, and it's just it, it, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's mind-blowing how much money. But anyway, that's all I got to say about that. Have a great day. You guys right. be blessed. Thank you so much, you my friend. Appreciate you. Thank you. Now, listen, guys. Listen to what he just said. He said they're top-heavy, right? Mm-hmm. And so maybe this 1,600 are people – who don't need it, who make gigantic checks because if you've gone to the, to the campus, that's what they call it. Mm. I've been to the campus. I've never in my life seen anything like that. It is, it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a museum. They got, it's nuts, right? Here's a company that's probably made 10,000 different shoes. Yeah. Different Different shoes, kinds of shoes. Right. And, the limited editions, and they only made 500s. Right. You follow me, Holly? Yeah. And, and, but again, it's not, it's not good because the poorest people, who, 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 the poorest people want this product, and they do whatever it takes they, you know, mm. to get this type of product because it's been just embedded in their heads yeah. that they got to have this, man. And I have disdain for Nike, too. Put that on the list as well, guys, mm. uh, because uh, the labor practices that they've engaged in uh, historically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay? Uh, the the fact that, it, look, I'm, I'm all about capitalism, but the fact that when you actually have a product that you gear toward a certain segment of the society uh, is a problem for me. Mm. And so, yes, I think predatory selling, mm. predatory pitching is something that's real. And um, I just... I just wouldn't do it, and I, I'm not knocking anybody who likes their their dunks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Air Force Ones. I got a pair of Air Force. I got a few pair of Air Force Ones. I got some Jordan Threes. The point is, okay, I ain't pay for none of that. <laughs> you follow me? I ain't buy none of it. We go on the break. We come back. We'll continue the conversation right here on the Don Miller Show. Hi, I'm Marcel Spears. Keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job made easier by America's brave military dogs. These dogs keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs and locating enemy positions. Yet when these canine heroes retire, they're too often left overseas. American Humane works to bring these valiant dogs home and reunites them with their handlers for happy, healthy retirements. To learn how you can help, visit AmericanHumane.org.
As a veteran, you get a lot of advice. But wisdom's harder to come by. A lot of people imagine themselves in our shoes without understanding the weight on our shoulders. The truth is, if you can understand the pressure of finding your own way after serving in the military. But few isn't none. You've got support. You can't control the chaos, but you can chart your way through it. Steady yourself. Take a breath. You're not alone. Learn more at maketheconnection.net. Smiles are powerful. They spread joy, laughter, and hope. But not everyone gets a fair chance at a smile. Every three minutes, a baby is born with a cleft, making it difficult to talk, hear, eat, and even breathe. In America, most children with clefts receive immediate care, but others around the world may never have access to the surgery they need to thrive. Smile Train is changing that. As the world's largest cleft charity, our sustainable model has sponsored more than 1.5 million smiles. We offer training and financial support to local medical professionals so they can provide life-changing surgery and other essential services at no cost to families. It's more than to see these children, to hear the difference that we make. And for me, being born with a cleft lip palate, knowing what they went through is so life-changing for me. Help us change the world one smile at a time. To learn more, visit smiletrain.org slash learn. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Donellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Without you, I would have lost it all. Much everybody. This is a song, right? Um, that I want to play for the people of a small town in New York uh, that is losing its largest employer probably for the last 200 years, Winchester. And it's leaving New York. Remington, yeah. Remington, rather. Remington's leaving New York. Okay, headed to Georgia, closing the headquarters. 200 years, generations wow. of people. Generations of people have worked at the Remington factory mm-hmm. in this small town in New York for many years, guys, families, generations. And there's enough's enough. And we mentioned this earlier, but we want to come back to it. Uh, we mentioned this earlier because of the attack on gun manufacturers. Uh, it, some of these states, I, I, I don't think they care about their people. When, I, when you look at how you lose a company like this to what this company has become based on litigation, mm-hmm. when, you can, when you can sue the person who makes the product, not the person mm-hmm. who uses it, 
Right. How, how is that? How what what kind of attack on? Just go ahead, man, because this is amazing to me. That well, this like town, if you get in a car accident, the guy that hits you is driving a Dodge. Do I sue Dodge because they're the ones that built the car? Mm. That's that's essentially the same thing. They're the manufacturer. So you're suing the person that built the tool, the vehicle, instead of going after the person that used it irresponsibly. It's just amazing. But so for these people in this town whose grandparents and mothers and fathers, yeah. since 1816, guys, mm. 1816, this company has been in existence. That's and essentially like when our country was absolutely created. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's just it's amazing to me because they're up. They're out of there. Yeah. Now watch what happens to 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 Remington when they get to Georgia. Mm. I think Explode. I think they're gonna get their footing. Yeah. They're gonna get employees. They're not gonna have to deal with all the nonsense. Yeah. Okay. And it's just unfortunate that again, this town's gonna be wiped out. There's nothing yeah. in this town but when but I've seen it with Sunbeam. And during NAFTA, North American Free Trade Agreement, when wow. many of these these companies in these towns were the single engine uh, in this town, where even the bars on the corner were successful because of the people at the plant. Yeah. Okay. I, every when you if, if you ever went to Detroit, uh, when the plants were up and running, there were bars nearby mm -hmm. all these plants, and every one of them was packed when the whistle blew. People got off ten hour stressful day. And they went and had a drink. And mothers and fathers sent their kids to college who owned bars, mm. corner bars, okay, mm -hmm. based on these plants in these communities. You look at Sunbeam, the, the diner and everything in that town, right, was associated. And, and, and people were making a living, a good living. If a guy's a plumber in this town, you know, all, everybody he dealt with who had plumbing issues worked at the plant. And, and to see this continue to happen, to me... Is just devastating, guys. It, it just keeps happening. These companies are leaving these small towns, and and nobody cares about nobody cares about mom pie. It's all about these mm -hmm. big box box stores, and it's it's shameful what we're doing uh, to the American people. Go ahead, man. Well, I was gonna say, Don. You know, despite all that, uh, you got to know that big business is bad and capitalism is bad. So, you know, it's, it's better off that we just get rid of all of them, you know? Uh, all these big factories, all these big companies, they just got to go nah. at the end of the day, you know? No, but think about what I'm saying. Yeah. You're exactly right. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's frightening, guys. And that's the direction we're heading, though, is that they're putting pushing out this narrative that these big, bad CEOs are taking advantage of, you know, the people of this country. But in reality, when you look at places like you're saying, they're actually keeping these cities and these small towns afloat. Yeah. Like you said, some of these towns are basically built off of either a big, you know, factory or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at what Walmart did, mm -hmm. Walmart yeah. is, is they, they moved to a, the smallest little place you could ever find. And now every company that deals with Walmart has to have a company yeah. office in that city. In, yeah. in Bentonville. In yeah. Bentonville, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it, and it, it is it is amazing the way they've done that. Well, yeah, but think about it, a big company like that, they're bringing millions and if not billions of dollars mm -hmm. into a small town, bringing jobs in. I mean, that's only good for that area. Yeah. And then when you have a issue like this where it takes away a certain company. 
people lose their jobs. They, they might not have anything else. They might have to move. Well, yeah, they have to yeah. drive 20 you know or 30 miles just to get basic, basic yeah, goods and services. Because I can right. tell you uh, there's no need uh, with, with, if a, when, a, when, a, when an operation like this closes, right? When a, when a factory with 4,000 employees close, every business in that town will be closing soon. Right. Uh, and any big, if it's a Walmart handy, they're going to stay a little longer than others because of the infrastructure that they come from. Mm -hmm. But people are going to be wiped out. And, yeah. and it's just amazing to me that this type of attack on these corporate entities mm -hmm. is drain. You know, I had a friend of mine who had 7,000 employees, right? <clears throat> and he got a gigantic tax break. And somehow it gets out that the company got a gigantic tax break. And he was really good to his people, had a lot of good programs. And he and I were smoking a cigar. I just started smoking. And his, his employees finds out he gets this giant tax break. Okay. And blah, 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 blah. You know, you don't even pay taxes, then the company don't... And they just start going after it. Wow. All these a bunch of hit jobs. You know what he did? He closed the company mm. <clears throat> and bought really? a place. Yeah, he closed down. He kind of took a lot a year and a half to he wind said, it up. Screw it and okay. Now that's a bunch of people out of jobs, right? Yeah. See, it's amazing when the people who need it the most allow propaganda yeah. to yeah, cre yeah. create a voice for them exactly. that's going to cut their situation. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what I mean? I don't care how much the chairman of my company makes. I don't care if the company get a tax break. Give me my check. Facts. Yeah. Okay, but they got the dude down here relying on the check, worry about the guy who ain't relying on the check. Yeah. And then you push against, look, where did this wealth envy come from? The crab in a barrel mentality. You follow me, Holly? He yeah. closed the company. He's like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm out. I'll be all right. He sold off a bunch of stuff and went out you? of business, man, because they were calling him. They, they created these different boxes within the car. He had 6,200 employees. Created, he was called a racist at some point because the black people at one of his plants weren't taking, you know, you know okay, sorry, I'm not a racist. Yeah. But I'm out of business. Don, <laughs> and when of, I'm out of business, you out of business. Yeah, yeah Don, exactly. Don, as of um, September last year, 158 companies fled New York. Okay. And they're expecting a trillion dollars. Oh, it's going to be hit. They're getting ready to be hit. Let's go to the phone lines. Hey, you're on the Don Miller Show. What's your name? Where are you joining us from? Hey, good morning, everybody. Austin. Hey, Austin. Yeah, so um, great show. So I listened to Dan Margino's show as well, too. At times, he had a great point the other day. So you were stating, so if you say this country stays on the same path, all these liberal states like New York and California keeps a lot of immigrants, and companies and people leave those states, the federal government is just going to take money away from Florida, Texas, all these conservative states, and move it over to those liberal states, because how can they afford it if we keep paying for all these illegals and all these people are leaving? And then I get any tax money. So if it keeps going like this, our money's going to get stolen from Florida and stuff like that. You know, thank you so much. Uh, Austin, that's a great point. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, but, you know, again, I, I think it's the mentality of the people. Mm. And I think the, what the people are not paying attention to is that they're being sold a ridiculous conversation. Yeah. So 
Corporation A gets a gigantic tax break, don't have to pay taxes. But it employs 20,000 people, right? Mm -hmm. And you decide that Corporation A needs to be boycotted right. because they took a gigantic tax break. So Corporation A says, you know what? Uh, wanna, anybody in China want to buy my company? Any other corporate entity want to buy my company? We're talking about these big Chinese yeah. companies coming in here buying stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That's dangerous. And they sell the product and they go to Aliquot, okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay? And they sit out at, at Corona Cigar or yeah. something, right? This is tell the truth. What do you yeah. do? And then okay. they, they say, well, I see you say, what happened to your company? Man, I, they were idiots. They attacked me for yeah. taking a tax break. Mm. What Donald Trump is accused of. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. In New York. Yeah. Every developer that and I've been nationwide. in I've, I've worked in the development business. Yeah. Nationwide. Come on, guys. Everybody does that. That's right. What they do. And, and let me just say this. It's called haggling. This is the first time in 70 plus years. Because when I first heard the case, I was like, man, he ain't paid the interest back or he ain't paid the taxes. Right. He on, did or something. He, OK, he did something. Weird, and yeah. then I followed the case. Everybody got paid and, and, more, they made and came to court and said, leave them alone. <laughs> they all do it. Yeah. And then he gets that's hit for three hundred business model. Yeah, that's the business model. <laughs> he gets hit for three hundred and forty some million dollars. Listen, this I've been saying this. Like Donald Trump or hate Donald Trump. We gotta take our monkey asses out of the business conversation right. because you don't know nothing about business, exactly. right? Yeah. Donald Trump ain't a terrible businessman. He just the same businessman they all are who got exposed because he wanted to go to a higher level. Exactly. Yeah. If you take the CEOs of especially private companies, many of these private companies and run them for president, I promise you, you'll see the same thing. Worse. Huh? Holly, you hear me? You'll see the yeah, same thing. Yeah. Oh, look, I traveled with a CEO for many years, Holly, right? Yeah. I sat in those rooms. Everybody do this. This is the game. It's, it's, but I'm, this is what I'm saying. When you are so desperate, bringing this conversation to a circle, watch this. When you're so desperate to get this guy, you don't even realize in getting him like this, mm -hmm. you hurting yourself. Facts. There's, listen, let's be clear. New York is done. Yeah, They're moving out. They're getting out of there. I'm telling you, I got friends in New York. A great friend of mine has a gigantic church in New York. I am telling you, people are up. If you can afford to leave New York, yeah. for real, they're, those are the, they're the people that's leaving. Right. Because it ain't fun no more. See, there was a, I used to hear people say, oh, I'm going to stay here still tonight. It ain't fun. New York ain't fun no more. No. New York is to be the best three-day fun you could have. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It ain't fun no more, Holly. Mm. You follow me? So when it, when it's so L.A. still, you can have some fun in L.A. right now. Okay? Yeah. You know, you can have some fun in Atlanta right now. But but New York ain't fun. You walk down the street, ain't nobody there. San Francisco ain't fun no more. As illegal aliens. But the point is. <laughs> this, right, yeah. But this is the point. In, 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 in New York's quest to get Donald Trump. Yeah, they really hurt themselves. So when I hear Jonathan Turley, who ain't a Trumper, or some of these professors, these scholars, who these anti-Trumpers, mm -hmm. saying, "Damn, New York," that was bad that, move. When I hear Jonathan Turley say, "Who gets the three hundred plus million dollars?" Because there was clearly no victim. Right. Stephen, who is the victim? There's there's no victim. So who gets the money? The state of New York. <laughs> the judge. 
Not judge them. <laughs> the point is, no, right, when you are so fixed on getting rid of someone that you put everybody else at stake, this is a problem for me. Yeah. When you decide to go after gun manufacturers, okay, and you create this type of situation because somebody else pulled the trigger, how who does that help? People are losing their jobs yeah. because of ridiculous-ass legislation. So think about this. So if guns kill people, mm. do pencils misspell names? Ooh. Yeah. Hmm? Yes, yes. If guns to, kill people. Logically speaking. If guns kill people, do pencils misspell names? I didn't fail my test. My pencil did. Yes. <laughs> Tell me. If, how, this is what it looks like to me, guys. The spoon made me fat. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right? The spoon, the vehicle that brought it to my mouth is the culprit. Yeah. Not my inability to say no. No, right. it's no fault of mine. This spoon, <laughs> no fault of mine. Yeah. And that's part of just people shifting the blame to not be responsible, mm. not be held responsible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's wow. my, my, my question is, what are the police going to use now? No, no, no. Remington provided them. Okay. The again, wait, Remington is going to be fine. Yeah, okay. I know they are. Remington got bought. Well, they're already using batons out there. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Remington's going to be fine. The point here is. At what point do, do we look at within ourselves and ask ourselves, what the hell is going on? Because it's just a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts in the conversation. Uh, there are a lot of people who shouldn't be talking that are talking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There are a lot of those people. It, that should, the Reverend. That sh huh? The Reverend. Think about this, right? So you and your wife, Holly, watch this. Go to your pastor for counseling prior to marriage. And the marriage don't last, even though y'all do exactly what he says. Can you sue him? Mm. Can you sue him? Wow! Huh? Wow! Some people would say yes. If, if, no, if, no, if no. he take it, if he take your money for the advice, huh? he can take. He can have money taken from him for the advice. You follow me? So, so this is when this litigious angle that I'm watching. Everybody's yeah. suing everybody. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's getting ready to be real interesting. Okay. Because yeah. if you're going after gun manufacturers, because they make guns. you got developers, too. Uh, let, let me just take this phone call. Hey, you're on the Don Miller Show. What's your name? Where are you joining us from? Name's Randy. Hey, Randy. Uh, so when you, break, when you break the whole issue with Donald Trump and the investment down, you take it down to, like, the local level. Anybody who's got a home refi loan has done the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. If you need $100,000, you, you hope your appraisal is X because they're only going to give you about 80% of that. Mm -hmm. So you go out and you pressure wash your house and you plant shrubs and you do this and you do that. Mm -hmm. You're hoping it's going to appraise it, you know, at a high level. And then the bank sends somebody out every single time and they go, no, 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 we don't think it's worth 100. We think it's worth 80. We'll give you 60. That's how the game works. That's so exactly. it's not only the high end guys, it's everybody who's owned a home. <clears throat> has done the exact same thing. And, and it's pretty blatant to me uh, that they know this. <laughs> you know, they know this. Cut it out. It, it's about what it, what's next. And, and, and the problem is uh, in their inability to see how the, this all plays out in the big picture, 
They don't care about the small guy. They have no damn. Well, they like, give I, no dams. I'd like to see if the judge or Letitia Jane ever took out a home repo. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I think that would be a great question for the attorney general. No, it's attorney. Wow. No, it's the attorney general, Letitia. I would love to see mm. or the judge. Yeah. If did they do? Have they? Thank you so much, Carla. That would be amazing. Because yeah. I promise you, they didn't go in there and value at home at the value of the home. Unless they, yes, yeah. right, Holly. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think yeah. I think if you don't look, this is bigger than Donald Trump again. Let's move toward. This is much bigger than Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's it, when you play at that level to get you. You have to get them at that level, yeah. right? They use yeah. the he 70, play at that level. They use the seventy-year-old statue uh -huh. by the shorthand uh, sixty-three twelve, mm -hmm. which stems from its place in New York's rule book. It's a regulatory bazooka for the state's attorney general. But again, listen. And when's the last time they used it? Seventy years ago. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. Look, so Donald Trump. Why is Donald Trump the first in so many categories? <laughs> no, for real. Because right? they're making it all up. <laughs> why is Donald Trump the first guy in New York for them to use this statue? 70 yeah. years. Why is Donald Trump the first guy to get indicted at the level in which they're going after him in Georgia? Okay. Why? If you go around like, damn, he got badass luck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The problem is, like, they have to dig so deep <laughs> and think so hard as to how they can pin something against him. Yeah. Like, if this was any other guy, it'd be a wrap. They'd be like, this would be pretty easy. We got this on him. We got this on him. But they're going so far that they have to literally make but up this is my thing. to get it. Why is he... And this, we're not having a yay for Trump show. Please understand. No. I'm saying... They're just using him as a scapegoat. Got, this guy yeah. got the worst damn luck for anybody <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was, yeah, my, in my life, I wanted to be the first person at something, right? Yeah. <laughs> He the first person at everything. Everything bad. Everything, everything bad. terrible. And this is my concern. And and when he bought Mar-a-Lago mm -hmm. from the Post family, no notes, right? When he bought Mar-a-Lago from the Post family in the 80s, Mar-a-Lago at the time was valued mm -hmm. at $20 million. Yeah. That's 40 years ago. Right? Mm -hmm. What would the valuation, even if you ain't an analyst or an appraiser, what mm -hmm. do you think? Let's start around the room. Let's start with you, Holly. What do you think the valuation of a place that was bought for $20 million or sold for $20 million or it was on sale for $20 million, Right. 40 years ago would be worth today. It's 17 acres in Palm Beach. Mm -hmm. by the yeah, way. I know exactly where it is. I mean, I've seen it What's your gut? Enough. What's your gut on that? It, I, I I would think it'd probably be, I'd honestly think it'd be close to a hundred million. Okay. Uh, I was going to say a hundred million. Okay. What were you going to say? Uh, I, I, I will give it, I'll be generous and say about at least two. What about you, Stem? A hundred and one million. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to price yeah, this right him. Okay. Do me a favor two, and go two. see what the valuation was on Mar-a-Lago. So, well, right. regardless too, but like, the point is, inflation. Right? 40 years later. Regardless. 40 years yeah, later. It's worth more than 20 million. It's worth more than absolutely, <laughs> yeah. right? So the point is, like the caller just stated, everybody everybody does this. Right. This is nothing new. Let's go to the phone lines. Hey, you're on the Don Miller Show. This is Steve. Hey, Steve, where are you calling us from? Uh, I'm calling you from the panhandle. This is Trucker Steve. Hey, Trucker My Steve. My daughter-in-law. Yeah, how you doing? Call him back again. Yeah, thank you. My daughter is a real estate agent, and if you want a loan, or if you want to do a reverse mortgage, 
uh, they comp the area, and it's the, up to them to decide what what the house is worth. You know, you you can say, hey, it's worth two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand, but they're going to check it out. I don't see, like you say, any problem what Trump did. I'm not, you know, so uh, it makes no sense to me. The whole thing is bogus because they're going after the man, not the crime. That's yeah. the thing. Okay, that's an actual actual point, and I agree with you. Thank you so much for trucker, mm-hmm. Mr. trucker Steve. Listen to this, guys. Watch this. Yeah, there are. Around Mar-a-Lago, there are at least three houses that are close to a hundred million. Wow! Not one of those houses sit on a, on seventeen acres. <laughs> I contend that Mar-a-Lago may be worth close to a billion dollars. Mm. Mm. And I'll tell you why I say this: If you tear down Mar-a-Lago, you probably got eighteen, nineteen acres, right? Mm. Yeah. What's an acre Palm Beach billionaires row sell for? At least 20, 20, 30 million. 20 million of just so for the land. To divide up the acres. Yeah, that's all. You there. follow me? Yeah. So I, I what Did I'm, anybody find it yet? Yeah, yeah. Did you find it? No, no. Okay. Mar a Lago is Mar a Lago really worth $1 billion? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yes, a lot yeah. of people believe. So I just got a text yeah. from a realtor in the area. Uh, she says probably six to seven twenty. Yeah. That's okay. What, yeah, that's why I got. Oh, okay. I got five hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the fact of the matter is, it's seventeen acres in Palm Beach. When the houses near you cost eighty million, there's some eighty million dollar houses wow. on that stretch. Sixty million for sure. Uh, post- Let's go to break. When we come back. We we'll continue the conversation. Let's just continue the conversation. We'll yeah, be right yeah. back. Contribute to the madness by clicking the open mic button in the free Florida Man radio app. You can't marry no stripper. Hell no. If a woman resorts to stripping, a lot of the time it does say something about their character. Marry a stripper? Felons have to have somebody to love. One day, somebody's going to find out, and all hell's going to break loose. Don't care about your money, because she thinks other men going to support her. Like they say, you should let sleeping dogs lie. Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man radio app. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend, some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash veterans. Okay, man, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. When it's not always raining, Mm. there'll be days like this. When there's no one complaining, There'll be days like this Everything falls into place Like the flick of a switch Well, my mama told me There'll be days like this Thank you so much, everybody. Who is that, Stephen? That would be the great Van Morrison. Oh, man. Everyone's gift to the world. I love this dude. Turn that up. Come on, man. When the one's in a hurry There'll be days like this When you don't get betrayed By that old Jew 
Mama told me. Hey, thank you so much. There'll be days like this, guys, in real life. Van Morrison. Damn, Van Morrison. When I sent yeah, you that, you, I threw you off with that, huh? You're like, damn, how this black-ass dude know <laughs> no, Van man, Morrison? No, man, I know. I know you're at. John Miller, man, eclectic. That's the word. Eclectic. That's the word. Uh, okay. That means you like uh, white and black music. Yeah, yeah. And others. <laughs> Is that what that means? Is that what that means? <laughs> now, if you send me some salsa, you're really going to throw me. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm okay. Thank you so much for telling me. <laughs> uh, thank you so much again, everybody. Listen, I want to hit this before we get out of here. Coming up 3 p.m. Eastern time, the Shannon Burke Show right here on Florida Man Radio every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, Shannon and his team come in and kill it uh, for four hours right here on Florida Man Radio, followed by Jesse Kelly, and of course, in the morning time on Florida Man Radio, uh, you got Bubba the Love Sponge. Look, but guess what's happening, guys? We just had NASCAR 500 yeah. week. Bike week's coming up April 26th through the 28th in beautiful downtown Leesburg Bike Fest 2024. Uh, they got a great group of musicians that are going to be forming there. Um, Low Cash and I Like Sugar Ray. And, of course, Austin Snail will be there Sunday. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, the 26th through the 28th. Florida Man Radio is a gigantic-ass part of that. And uh, hang on, listen soon. We're going to be giving you some more information uh, and a way to join us there. All right? So I had to do that. Make sure you got to go take your ass at Leesburg Bike Fest. D'Amica was there last year, and she took a bunch of pictures, um, and she had this little outfit on. And I just think she shouldn't wear that one this year. Hey, let's go check. Calm, calm down, Geoff. Yeah, that outfit on. <laughs> she had that little bit of his outfit on. Don't wear that one this time. I'm just telling you right now, that was inappropriate. And but cowboy boots were by Skip's, wow. the cowboy boots were by Skip's Western Outfitters. As they should be. Okay. Hey, listen. As they should be. Uh, let's play some open mics. I'm the cable guy that's had the hood pass, and I just wanted to know why some of the brothers decorate their walls with all their pairs of shoes. It's usually the ones that always had the black. Santa Claus painting too. Now that I think about it, black Santa Claus. Oh, from Good Times. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Good morning, guys. Uh, I'm coming in on the tail end of the conversation. I hope my comments are relevant. But we, we've allowed the Democrats to control the narrative about business and a whole lot of things, man. And Republicans and conservatives haven't fought back. And um, we need to start doing that, man. Otherwise, we're going to have a whole bunch of, of a new generation. Uh, brought up on a bunch of BS that's untrue and believing in uh, communism. Hey guys, this uh, idea is relative to the, your topic at hand there. So up here in Jacksonville, this uh, was just on the news last night, there's a, a mother of a two-year-old daughter that drowned in a retaining retention pond at an apartment complex. And she's suing the apartment complex for her faulty retention pond standards. But yet, she, where was she when the two-year-old, a two-year-old was drowning? Just trying to shift the blame. Amazon didn't set up shop in Queens, New York, because AOC was a big blocker of that. Absolutely. Democrat calling 317 here. Is it bad luck or is it karma? Okay. And that's it. Okay, now listen, uh, really quickly, and I'm going to do a show on this. i got to talk about this, guys. The gentleman just said that there's a woman who had a two-year-old baby left the house and drowned in a retention pond. We just had that happen here mm. uh, near the studio. We talked about it on the wow. show. Right, Holly? Sanford, Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, she is getting ready to sue them as well. Uh, there's a whole industry of suing apartment complexes uh, like this. It's been going on for a better part of 16, 17 years. 
Uh, I know of a case when a guy did a did a robbery across the street from an apartment complex that his sister lived in, and he was running to get to her door while he had already been shot, mm. and he died on the property, and he sued the apartment complex and won. So again, yes, sued the complex for what? Uh, they had bad lighting and. <laughs> Wow. No, 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 for real. No fence. Wow. Bad lighting and no fence. And he died. Armed robber, wow. convicted felon. So uh, who sued? The sister? The, yeah, the family sued the okay. apartment complex. He should have been able to get to her door wow. faster. Okay. And, but the Did they lighting, win that lawsuit? Uh, yeah, they got a check. What? Yeah. I don't know if they the won, but they're slowing them down. No, you can, the, again. They settled. This, oh, okay. okay. They settled. Thank you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because yeah. the money that the apartment again complex, it's shifting accountability with yeah. the whole, you know, the little kid drowning. Parents don't want to hold themselves accountable, or they don't want to put in the effort to actually be a good parent because it's too hard. Right. Okay. And there's a lot of people that shouldn't be parents nowadays. Uh, well, know. that's a whole different because it's not a full time uh, job for them anymore. Wouldn't, wouldn't that fall under neglect? Um, bad parenting, yeah, yeah, sure. bad parenting. Bad parenting you, sure. you left the door open. That's neglect of your child. Mm-hmm. Child that's inside the house, you know. So look, uh, real quick before we get out of here, Donald Trump has narrowed the allegedly narrowed supposedly. it down, supposedly to six people on the list, right? Mm. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, Christy Nome. Oh, I, I got his four. Uh, you got DeSantis, Tim Scott. Right. Byron Donalds, yay. Finally. Uh, finally, you get recognition. And then you got Vivek um, and Christy. No, yeah, you already okay, said Christy. So, no, so, so look, so yeah. in Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, let me tell y'all something real quick. That threw me off. Uh, Christy Nome, Tulsi Gabbard. I'm not going to address women on the ticket. Yeah. I'm going to just leave that alone. But I would appreciate it. DeSantis would just hang out with us for a little while. Man, leave that alone. Yeah, he's just stay down here. It's not going to be him. Just stay down here and regroup yourself, no. okay? And the, and the main reason is, like, after you, all he, the... He stepped in a lot of boo-boo. That's what I'm yeah. saying, After yeah. being... <laughs> no, for real, he after did. After all this stuff. After, DeSantis was way up here. Yeah. Then he, somebody told him to go step in the boo-boo. Yeah. So he yeah. stepped in a lot of boo-boo. I think he needs a little minute to clean that up. Yes. Yeah, because a couple just, minutes. he stepped in some ugly boo-boo. Like, you see the boo-boo and you know it's over there. And he just went on. I'm just going just over walk, Just waddle in it just wouldn't it lay down <laughs> right Holly. Well, so I'm, I'm not too sure about a, a all white male ticket okay, anymore okay. So, but again uh, Ramaswamy uh, uh, nah no right please uh, Chris, it's not going to be him it's Christy yeah. Nome Tulsi Gabbard I, I think I have a, my favorite pick and um, because I just believe the timing is right. I think Byron Donald. Okay, I'm not crazy. Okay. I think Byron Donald, uh, the congressman from the west coast of Florida, good brother. Yes. uh, Solid family guy. Uh, I think Tim Scott did too much already. Yeah, Uh, bad bad optics. I I think Tim Scott did too much. I think Ramaswamy did a lot. Mm. Uh, And Christy Noem and Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, I, I think America's at a place right now. Uh, where Donald Trump just needs one piece of push because there's no black person in America can call uh, Byron Donald uh, Uncle Tom. Max. Okay. There's no black yeah. person in America could look at him in any way, but wow, okay, this brother just happens to be a conservative. Yeah. Because right, right, he's right. a black guy. You know what I mean? Oftentimes, you meet these black guys that aren't black guys. You know yeah. what I mean? 
And so I just, you know, let's see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if nobody on this list was the VP. That's Donald Trump say, is a yeah. mastermind of It's throwing, probably going to be none of them. He's throwing people off with everything he does. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we'll see what happens. It could, I, would, would I mean, it, usually the vice president be Mike Pence anyway is if, someone if, you never heard of. If, if, if Kennedy had a better ability to speak... I think he would be an amazing. I think it would be amazing for a Republican well, to take you, a Democrat. He wasn't as sketchy, mm. huh? See, yeah, 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 yeah. he got yeah. an interesting life, yeah, right? It's, it's a, so, so anyway, but I, I, you know, we'll see what happens. I just yeah. think that don't be surprised if it's somebody you ain't never heard of. Right? Yeah, mm. I, I pray. That's I, usually how it goes. I, I pray as Byron. I pray as Byron. So feel free to join us real quick. Byron. Uh, who? Byron. Can Byron. you imagine we got a vice president <laughs> named Byron? That's really Who? <laughs> Byron. <laughs> Byron. Yeah, he came from the backwoods, you ain't no. Byron, see, the problem with being a real black guy, now, can I say this? This is the Don Miller Show. Are you a real black guy? Uh, no. The problem with being a... <laughs> Do I need to dump no, I'm definitely not a real black guy, okay? <laughs> uh, I used to be <laughs> in my younger years, okay? I used wow. to engage in African-American low-level behavior, okay? We call but, it mud activities. But the older, wow. me, the older me hardly get the mud activities ain't what they used to be. <laughs> They're not what they used to be. Uh, not, but yeah, I was a black guy for a long time, okay? <laughs> and I'm still a black guy, but, you know, you got to understand what, what I'm saying, yeah, right? Grown folk bitch. were. There were places I would go, right, that I'd be like, I don't have no business over here. <laughs> you hear me, Holly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to go to some. You used to places. go with me. What are you talking yeah, about? Well, I'm you, that, yeah, you. We went to. But I'm always the one standing by the door with the keys in my hand. No, no, always. Holly was always yeah. the guy. He was the getaway driver. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, like, no, no. Holly was always standing by the door, and we were. No, no, we were sent. To some places that we shouldn't have been by employers who didn't yeah, want to go, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. But but at this point in my life, yeah, I ain't that kind of black guy. But I I I think it's important that understanding who Byron Donald is, mm -hmm. and I haven't done enough research on him. I'm going to come back to the microphone after I do this because he may not qualify for vice president. Just cause his family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, you gotta understand, black people got a different kind of family structure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we got some cousins that got the number of felonies. They got so many felonies that you get over. a felony just cause they got 29. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. hear me? I was like, damn, we gotta spread these felonies well, especially out. Especially for a position like that, yeah. You Straight follow me? Felonies. They had to make up Barack Obama. Because he had no baby mama. <laughs> yeah. He had no baby mama. He had no relatives that we know of. Credit score was solid. Credit score was 830, okay? And Sheesh. all I'm saying is, you know, it is what it is. But I just hope, I'm going to check Byron Donald out. Because as a black guy, you, you if you jaywalked or talked back to your fourth grade teacher, you ain't qualified. <laughs> yeah, yeah you in trouble. They put that on your record in fourth grade. Yeah. Rambunctious. That's the word. Get a word for the day. Rambunctious. Yeah. All right, on the Don Miller Show. Don Miller Show, word for the day. He was very rambunctious. Okay? That's real talk. So, look, we'll see what happens. He's narrowed the choices down, allegedly. I just want to get this over with. Hey, you have listened to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio, Monday through Friday, coming up 3 p.m. Eastern Time, the Shannon Burke Show. Uh, Shannon will be here from 3 to 7. Great show. Go check it out. Also, Jesse Kelly at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And in the morning, uh, Bubba the Love Sponge. So, Are we going to be moving soon, Don? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Give, give, give me talk. a moment. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm just asking. You're just throwing it out there a little so bit. So listen, so uh, for Holly Holloman, uh, LP, 
Gonzo Thursdays. And uh, hey, man, you woke? I'm woke. All right, he woke. Woke white. <laughs> and for the woke white, <laughs> bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY tonight.